0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep, and more. The former executive director of UNICEF, Carol Bellamy, once said: when the lives and the rights of children are at stake, there must be no silent witnesses. There's nothing quite like war to deprive a child of their rights and, of course, their lives. War Child is a charity that seeks to protect and support children living with the effects of war. They've recently released a book called Funny Bones, and all royalties for the book will go to fund the charity. Tara Wynn from War Child Australia is here with us in the studio. Hi, Tara. How are you? Very well, thank you. How did you come to be involved with War Child. Mm, There's a long and a short
1: answer (laughs) to that one. But um, I have worked on many war child books actually over the years. Um, Penguin was the publisher of those previous titles. I was first introduced to the charity through an author called Jessica Adams actually in the UK who came to our offices and she had this idea for a book to raise money for the children in Afghanistan at the time. That was the crisis area. So, yeah, she just roped us all in in Curtis Brown, UK, actually, to producing these books. So I literary agented those. And then when I moved to Australia nearly 20 years ago now, um, she came to me with another idea and it evolved from that. And through her, I met the War Child Committee and through those books here in Australia and ultimately decided to join um, in and be involved in a more extensive way uh, in the last five or six years. And look, there's a lot of mm. worthy causes out mm. there.
0: Mm-hmm. What was it that made you commit to this one?
1: Well, I mean, I think when I first started working on the books, I wasn't actually a parent or a mother myself, but um, I think I agree that education is power and protection of children is one of the most important things. The quote that you just gave from the UN, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. And so I was drawn to the idea of helping children in some of the most difficult war-torn parts of the world and the effects that that situation, for example, in the Democratic Republic of Congo and, um, as I mentioned, Afghanistan and now Syria. And and the thing is, I think in the media as well, um, you know, you're only as good as your last story and then people forget what's going on over there, whereas, you know, charities like War Child will continue on in those areas long after they have been forgotten. I mean, and I think when it's not on your doorstep, um, it is very easy to do that. So I think that's part of the appeal. Um, Also, I grew up travelling around a lot as a child and my father worked in the Middle East. And so I think um, I was always drawn to the international side of war child. What's the greatest challenge
0: facing children Uh, in war-torn countries, including the countries where the rest of the world feels like that's over. That crisis mm. is averted. Yeah. Even if you hear now and then a bit about conflict going on there. Yeah. What What is it that children are still dealing with? What's the biggest problem?
1: Um, well, I mean, you know, many, many different things. I suppose. Like if you're talking about uh, the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, there are lots of child soldiers. So that's one of the things. So uh, that War Child does is we help children who have been child soldiers recover from that situation and um, re-educate them and help them deal with the trauma of that, but also the victims, the children who are victims of those kind of um, attacks. um, Also, there are always children who are suffering abuse from adults in various different forms. They are obviously through the things that are going on around them. They are separated from their families um, through war. They are deprived of a regular education. So those are three things, really. I think and war child is all about protection and education. Those are two of the key things.
0: How do you educate a child who you know potentially their school mm. could no longer exist yeah. or it could be too dangerous to go outside yeah. how yeah. on earth do you support that um
1: well so i mean in um for the the syrian refugees in the refugee camp in jordan for example war child has set up a school there for the refugee children um there's nearly 2000 there wow and what they aim to do one of the key things that war child aims to do is actually not just as the, uh, I suppose, the colonial coming in, they actually focus on finding adults in those camps and in the other parts of the world in which they work and educating them so that they can take this on and they can continue the education long after the charity has left. So they set up an infrastructure, hopefully, that can be ongoing.
0: Is it challenging to get people to support the organisation? You mentioned earlier that wars can be in headlines Mm. and then they move on. Even when they're in headlines, people can feel really removed from those situations. Yes. Is it hard to get that kind of support you need to keep going?
1: Well, yes, it is. I mean, I think um, we have been very fortunate that we have had a lot of donors from the music business and also in uh, the banking world. Um, There was a great initiative by one company that that gave us a, a full day's trading. From their bank, from their trading company, which was significant wow. for us. Um, and um, the support that we get from many bands, obviously, tickets to concerts and things like that are quite expensive. And we, um, they donate their time and tickets to the charity. So that has really helped. I think, yep, there are a lot of different charities. I mean, working in publishing here in Australia, I think a lot of people automatically and understandably are drawn to the Indigenous Literacy Fund because that is right on our doorstep and there are lots of children who are in need there. But fortunately, um, there is, um, I suppose, a lot of recognition also that there are children beyond The immediate that do need our help and authors, lovely authors like Kate and Joel Temple and Oliver, who are the editors of Funny Bones Collection, and Andy Griffiths, who has supported us for a long time. They can also identify that um, we need to look beyond our immediate country and help others also receive protection and education. And as an agent, and Mm. you're
0: you're dealing with different topics all the time. Mm. Does it matter what kind of book you're publishing that you want to get the donations from? Like, what does there is there any thought that goes into that, or is it?
1: Um, I mean, you know, obviously anything that we receive for the collections is a charitable donation. So when we're talking about children's books, there has to be certain parameters that will enable us to put those stories within a collection. But we also have to accept that, you know, what we are given, um, you know, it's for free and we should respect that. And, um, you know, every author who's giving their work should be entitled to be published. Fortunately, everything that we have received has (laughs) always been so good that we've ended up with these doorstep editions of books. Um, Of which Funny Bones is one of those. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and that's the aim. It's, you know, the idea is value for money and, you know, great content, value for money, something that every child will be able to find at least one or two things that they will absolutely adore. And um, so, what
0: tells a bit more about the book then? So, what's the age range, do you think?
1: Um, between seven to 10. Uh, there's definitely, you know, there are illustrations. I mean, any, any child that reads Andy Griffiths, for example, there's a little sample from his work in there. There's lots of funny illustrations that would appeal to the younger reader. It doesn't necessarily have to be for that demographic. And also, you know, your, your oldest seven-year-old sibling can read to your younger sibling. So Wouldn't I, that be nice? Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you have a nice older 7 year I'm not saying that mine isn't nice, or she is.
1: Uh, yes, but doing things for their siblings is—it's—it's it's never easy. It's like pulling teeth. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I should say that the book model has been the most successful for us here in Australia. I mean, we've raised over three million dollars wow. through the books for War Child internationally.
0: Fabulous. Mm. Okay. So apart from buying the book Funny Bones, and we'll put Mm. a link to that in the notes of this episode, what else can people do to support War Child?
1: If you go to the warchild.org.au website, there are actually, um, there's lots of information and videos and things that will tell you how you can actually just raise money through your school or something as simple as a, you know, wear a t-shirt for War Child, like, you know, your favorite rock t-shirt and give a gold coin, do nation that kind of thing you can actually just pick war child as your charity to fundraise if you're doing a fun run or something like that as well so there's lots of information on the website
0: cool i like mm. that interactive mm. tara thank you so much for your time today okay you're welcome that's tara wynn from war child australia as i mentioned we'll put links to where you can buy funny bones and the war child website in the notes of this episode